Welcome to From Beer to the Bible with your host, Urban Lee. Each week, you'll hear stories from Urban's road to sobriety and steps you can take to help you or a loved one find healing through Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, Urban Lee. Good evening. This is your host, Urban Lee of From Beer to the Bible. You can find information about our book, From Beer to the Bible, at FromBeerToTheBible.com. You can support our ministry at HamptonMinistries.org. We're going to get right into it tonight. I'm going to start off like I always do with a prayer. Father God, we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. We ask that you watch over and take care of our very special guests today, Yancey and Ashley. Bless them, bless their work, and bless their families. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I alluded to that we have two very special guests, and I want to welcome them and give them the opportunity to introduce themselves, and I'm going to be very open and forthright. They work for my favorite and the best rehab center in the world, Valley Hope. Welcome, guys. Introduce yourself. Thank you so much. Um, I'm Ashley Whitman, and I am a counselor at Valley Hope. Okay. And I'm Yancey Grimes, and I'm the director of outpatient services with Valley Hope. Okay. I am so pleased and happy to have you guys, and I know that our listeners will learn so much not only about you guys, but also about the work that you're doing at Valley Hope that's so important. So, Yancey, I'm going to start with you. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you do at Valley Hope? Uh, Absolutely. Um, So, as the director of outpatient services, um, I'm entrusted with kind of fine-tuning the the operations, the clinical yes. side of of what we present, what we give to, what we offer to the client, and also um, training of of therapists, counselors, um, along with many other things. But okay, but those are the, kind of the two main functions that I that I'm responsible for. All right, outstanding. Okay, Ashley. Um, so I am. Well, I'm actually in transition. So I've been a primary counselor. Um, at Valley Hope for the last a uh, little bit over two and a half years. And actually this week I'm transitioning into admissions. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get the, the flow of that now. <laughs> okay. So you, my wife always reminds me of the young lady who admitted me when I came into Valley Hope. And I got to tell you, I, I pray for that young lady all the time because <laughs> unruly and heavily intoxicated is the way I would describe it. So you're going to have lots of great stories, Ashley, and that'll be great work that you do. I'm going to pose a question to each of you guys, and I'd like you to think about it and answer it. What is the point of difference for Valley Hope versus other rehab centers out there? What makes you different? So, Having been in the field for 10 plus years now, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of different looks at treatment and, and, and kind of services offered programming. Yeah. Um, I actually got my feet wet at Valley Hope. So as a uh, chemical dependency counselor intern, yeah. LCDC intern, um, I was introduced to, I did a practicum there for Valley Hope and was really quite impressed with, with, the system in place and, and the philosophy there mm-hmm. uh, from the get go. I imagined that one day I would be working there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my, my initial uh, course wasn't, wasn't, you know, laid out that way. And so I got experience elsewhere in the field. Yeah. Ended up coming back. I, I had a, 
a, a colleague I knew from the field that that said, "Hey, I got this position and this this opening up. Um, I'd like you to come aboard." Okay. Um, and so I was offered that opportunity. But to answer your question, really, there are a couple of things. So we look at addiction as it's four pronged, right? Yeah. Bio, psycho, social, spiritual. Okay. Many places in the field really, really shy away from the spiritual piece of that. Yes. Um, because it, it can be hard to really connect the dots with spiritual and how some people really uh, shy away from that mm-hmm. or resistant to have had some bad experience with mm-hmm. um, or not willing to listen to. And so from a medical model, from a treatment model, many if not most of the treatment centers out there will really if at best offer it as an auxiliary option okay but they won't talk about it much in their uh, treatment work mm-hmm. right um or in their uh, psychotherapeutic interventions and yeah. so i believe that valley hope does the best of everything that i've seen yeah. in the field at tying those things together and which really aligns with my own values because mm-hmm. it gives me the opportunity to really, and, and this is kind of, this has been my, my mission in the field is to look at where uh, scripture, 12 step, right. CBT, psychotherapy, wh- where are they saying the same things, but in different language? Yes. yes um, that's and, good. And, and really trying to help people conceptualize that and explore that for themselves. Right. And so. Uh, not only do people get the opportunities to have individuals and, and even work steps with chaplains, um, <laughs> they also get to talk about these things openly. And in fact, it's right. it's it's encouraged to mm-hmm. um, in, in groups. Okay. So, you know, I think Valley Hope does an awesome job of that. You, as you were talking about, you get to work the steps with your chaplain because. Both my counselors were chaplains. So I said, okay, Lord, are you really listening out <laughs> to me? Or are you telling me I really need a lot of help? <laughs> right. Probably a combination of both of those. But I remember going in when I was working my fourth and fifth step and I had all my stuff written down and I had Miss Jewel who at the time she's female and you know, Hey, look, I had a lot of stuff in my past and I'm kind of sugarcoating. And I remember her saying to me, she said, listen, there is nothing you can say to me that is going to knock me out of my chair. I've been doing this for 20 plus years. And while I, I laughed at it, it, it I was like, it, it gave me a sense of, man, I can really be honest about all my stuff. Right. Right. And I also remember her giving me a box of tissue and I said, look, I'm going to need like two or three more of these because I got a lot of stuff to pack. So I do believe that's the difference with Valley Hope, right? And Ashley, I'm going to give you the opportunity to share your thoughts on well, what makes it different. I think uh, Yancey pretty much wrapped that all up for us. Um, but I think on a more just kind of a simplified version is is in a little bit like what you were talking about is just love. Um, you know, that was one of the things that drew me to Valley Hope was that, you know, the 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 principals were loving them over the phone, like as they come in, even yeah. for our, our repeat you know, patients who've come in and they just relapse and they're walking through with all the shame and the guilt, you know, we embrace them with love and we say, welcome home, Yeah. you know? And for me, that was different um, from what I was hearing, you know, from my colleagues who had worked at different places from what I was hearing from the patients. It was like, man, I never, I never feel 
like I'm being judged for coming back or, yeah. or, you know, that I'm getting help. And so that's what has attracted me to Valley Hope since day yeah. one yeah. Um, and why I've been there. And uh, I love it. Yeah. And when I when I think back on my time at Valley Hope, there's three things that I always say that I needed. Now, when I came in, I didn't know that I needed these mm-hmm. things. But now, in hindsight, I needed love, faith, and hope. Mm-hmm. Of faith and hope. And it gave me all of those, like, telling me they love me, showing they love that they loved me by, you know, listening to me, caring for me, encouraging, and all of those things. And I had people, because I was, I was really bad. I had the tremors really bad. And I remember one day I was in the cafeteria, and I was trying to grab my tray, and I couldn't like hold my tray. I, my food, I was like a mess. I'm just being honest with you. And here comes this guy taps me on the shoulder. His name was Corey. He said, Hey, I got you brother. And he carried my tray until my tremors went away from the alcohol withdrawals, like every day, every day. And I, I, I'll never forget that. And I saw tangible examples from the staff. I got encouragement and I I tell people the best 31 days that I ever had, it's going to sound crazy, but was at at Valley Hope. That's why I'm so passionate. And I want our listeners to know, if you need help, please call our people at Valley Hope and they will take care of you and they will give you the love, the faith and the hope that you need to recover. And we will have the information at the end of the show to share with you on how to get in contact with them. Uh, Yancey, you talked about marrying the 12 steps with the word of God is how I'm going to put it. And if you guys would just share your thoughts on the importance of um, the Lord in your recovery uh, and your or your personal testimony, your own experience with recovering the Lord from whatever that may be. I'm going to let Ashley take this one. Okay. Um, wow. Okay. Um, uh, I know you been, got something. It's been everything. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's been absolutely everything. And mm-hmm. I stress that um, with, with, with my patients as well. Um, the foundation of the love of God, um, seeing myself as God sees me. Yes. Um, and not, um, that he's holding my past against me. Right. You know, um, I tell my patients all the time, like having the foundation of God, um, it will set you up for success. Yeah. I mean, and you build and each, each year you go and you evolve in your recovery process and in your journey. Um, he's going to be working on you, you know, on different yep. things. And the first stage of it is, is abstaining, getting away, you yeah. know, um, establishing that hope. And then it's just working on you becoming a better person. Right being pleasing to him and in, in, in your thought, your words and your deeds. Yeah. Um, so it's everything. Yeah. And I, and I told this to a patient the other day, I said, I'm so incredibly blessed that I get to come to a job where I get to talk about the goodness of the Lord. All yes. Day yes. That, and it is amazing. That you said something that even early on in my recovery and even now in my recovery, I've been recovered um, for a number of years is continuing to tell myself that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus to see myself as the Lord sees me because for so many years you live in this addiction, this sin and the shame 
and you honestly, I, I didn't have the greatest self worth, right? So it's a day to day thing to remind myself that I'm loved, that I'm forgiven, that I'm accepted, that God has a good plan for my life. Those are like literally like things I say out loud to myself to reinforce to me to to reveal my own self-worth and my confidence because you guys know this to be true and I personally live this. You do a bunch of really bad things when you're in the throes of your addiction. You leave what I call a lot of collateral damage, right? And although you get sober and God comes and gives you grace and mercy, he doesn't always remove all of the consequences from your actions. And I'm still dealing with some of those consequences from the things I did when I was in my active addiction. And I think for you guys, there's no greater calling than to work with the people that God has said, look, I can restore, recover and renew you, regenerate you in Christ and I can relieve you of your addiction. So I think it's a tremendous blessing. So Yancey, you don't get to get away, man. <laughs> we want to hear something. Give our list the bless us. Okay. Um, so my journey with God and, and my connection, my relationship, <clears throat> I can't really uh, give you shortened definition. So I yeah. probably have to give some Speak background from your heart. experience. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, my, my story begins with what it began in, Central Texas, Bryan College Station. Okay. And uh, I came from a family that was on the lower end of the SES spectrum. Yeah. Um, kind of a rite of passage for the men in my family to become addicted, mm-hmm. go to jail, go to prison. Yeah. Um, my mom had four brothers. Two of them died from alcohol-related uh, organ failure. Yeah. One of them is in prison for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. My brother died from this disease. He took his own life. Um, my father was a, and I'm doing air quotes because yeah. on the radio, functioning alcoholic. Got you. You know, he was an alcoholic with a job. I got you. He I kept a job. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, early on, I was really conditioned to, to become addicted. Yeah. Early. Um, and so I struggled from early teens to 32 when I got sober. Mm-hmm. Um, my story, I believe that God was in my story. He was there with me Yes, the whole time. I was, there was a stable period of my childhood where we were actually going to church. Mm-hmm. Um, I was baptized and I grew relationship from there. I don't yeah. think it ever left. I just believe that um, I continually turned away yeah. and, and, and continually was consumed by life and and all the facets of life yeah um and so you know i was along the way introduced to there were seeds planted by counselors yes uh by people in 12-step groups yeah um sometimes by mentors that you wouldn't think to be likely mentors Mm -hmm. people that were i was out there doing the deal with yeah um older brother he was a big influence in my life and, uh, you know, I miss him every day. Yeah. Um, but when I finally, and, and this is what I, here's my best working definition of rock okay. bottom. Okay. 
when the fear of change becomes less than the pain of remaining the same. Mm-hmm. Good, good. You know, yes. um, so when I reached that point where like all the doors had been shut on me, mm-hmm. you know, there was nobody that wanted me around. Um, even my mom was like, eh, you know, yeah. she would still let me in, but she, she kept me at arm's distance, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, you know, during that process, I, I become a father and I wasn't much of a father. I was mm-hmm. a biological dad, but I wasn't much of a father. Yeah. But I did have a connection with them that I believe was God given. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably that was my anchor to the world. Mm-hmm. So when I reached that point, um, it was, and this is how I believe God work, works. Yeah. Um, it's through connection. Yeah. So when I explore the idea of spirituality with clients, I, I, I always tell them to think about these three words, meaning, purpose, connection. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, relationship with God, people that can and do find relationship with God, it gives us meaning. Yes. It gave me purpose. Mm-hmm. And it gave my life direction. Mm-hmm. And like I am a living testimony to what, what can, can be yeah. in relationship. Um, I was a ninth grade dropout. Yeah. I've got a master's degree and a few other degrees. Yeah. Um, and it was really recovery. Yes. And all of those things were possible because of, of, you know, um, the relationship with God. Mm-hmm. My favorite verse for my recovery, for my life story is James 410. Mm-hmm. Humble yourselves before the Lord. Right. Yeah. And he will lift you up. Yeah. Um, and for me, Really, that was, I had to reach a breaking point where I was humble. Yeah. Right? Um, uh, and life. Life humbled me. Yeah. Possibly that was God's plan, right? <laughs> uh, it, it usually, recovery usually involves humility, right? Being humble, right? And it always says the Bible, the word of God says that pride comes before the fall. Right. It, it, it's the opposite of, of humility. And I heard a coach say, and I think it was the University of Baylor coach says, have joy, Jesus, others and yourself. Right. And I had that all wrong when I came to rehab. It was like, <laughs> me, 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 me. And I think y'all see that a lot because one of the character defects is self selfishness and self-centeredness. Right. Um, I knew you had a great testimony, both of you guys and Yancey. You're from my part of the woods. I'm from Navasota. So okay. I'm a Navasota boy. Yeah. So that, and your story is very similar to, to mine as well. So I can, I can totally relate to it. I want to shift gears just a little and talk about the importance of family and how at Valley Hope you guys incorporate the family into recovery. And I'll start with you, Ashley. Um, so, I mean, that's a, that's a huge piece of it um, on the residential side. Um, for many of the people, uh, for many of our patients coming in, you know, they are, um, have burned a lot of bridges and, you yeah. know, uh, some of them have no support. Correct. Um, some of them, you know, uh, their family members are in the same boat and they're out there and they're active. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we really stress the importance of creating that family, that yeah. sense of family, that mm-hmm. sense of community. We always, that's our word. I know they get so tired of us using it, but <laughs> it is so incredibly important to establish that community right? and to see them. I tell you, when we go downstairs and it's recreation day or it's on the weekend and you see 40 
40 to 45, you know, strangers mm-hmm. out there laughing and, and playing games and just enjoying each other's company and playing board games and cards and all that stuff. And, um, and it's that sense of family that they talk about and uh, what really gives them hope. Um, and so we stress the importance of establishing that outside of treatment. You okay. Know, you see how um, instrumental it was for you in this process in these 30 days. So how do you establish that? Yeah. Um, outside of this. Okay. Yancy, we got about a minute left and I want you to comment on it as well. Okay. Um, so I'll try to be quick. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we believe that, I mean, you cannot treat the individual without treating their environment and their, ex- I mean, family and, and the individual are really, I know in, in Western culture, we like to think of the individual. Yeah. Right. But even in Western culture, most of us are not an individual outside the family. Yeah. So if you treat the individual and send them back to a family that has no knowledge of what you just treated them for right. or, t- or taught them, uh, then you're really fighting a losing battle. Yes. And so at Valley Hope, we, we emphasize yeah. uh, family. And I, in my own personal experience, I remember telling my wife, don't, don't come back. Drop me off here. Don't come back until they redeem me. And it was about halfway through and it seemed like the cadence of how they incorporated my wife into my recovery was perfect, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, to me, that's another point of difference and a reason to go to Valley Hope because you don't separate out the individual from the family, but you make sure that the recovery is integrated. So we're going to talk more on the other side with Ashley and Yancey. We'll be back with more of From Beer to the Bible right here on The Word, 100.7 FM. Finding addiction help is intensely personal, and the differences in options may not be immediately clear. Hampton Ministries was founded with the intent to provide people struggling with substance and behavioral issues with guidance to find the best environment for their well-being and recovery. Our main focus is to help those who use drugs and alcohol to break free and learn to cope with life circumstances. Hampton Ministries provides a rehab welcome kit to provide crucial resources to make their journey a success. Utilizing Lonnie Hampton's principles of character, work ethic, and selflessness, participants learn to hold themselves accountable. We want to help each individual obtain the life skills necessary to live a happy, successful, sober life. If you or a loved one is wrestling with substance abuse and needs help finding treatment or to donate, please visit HamptonMinistries.org. That's HamptonMinistries.org. Welcome back to From Beer to the Bible. Here's your host, Irvin Lee. Welcome back from Beer to the Bible. This is Irvin Lee, your host. And we have had Yancey and Ashley with us. And guys, I have thoroughly enjoyed you from the greatest rehab center in the world, Valley Hope. And I want to give you guys the opportunity to close out the show. And I'm going to say that if you are out there, and you know that you need recovery, please reach out to Ashley and Yancey, and they're going to give you the contact information because we love Valley Hope, and without Valley Hope, I'm not here today. I truly believe that, and, of course, the help of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, Yancey and Ashley, you have the floor. Okay, uh, so people can always go to the website, www.valleyhope.org, and certainly find a contact us number, but if you want the contact number, I can give it to you personally. It's 817-424-1305. All right. 
Okay. All right. Ashley, you have any final thoughts? You have any final thoughts, Ashley, to take um, us out? No, I just, I, I just really thank you and uh, for this opportunity yeah. to, to come and speak. And, and we love the fact that you love Valley Hope. And, <laughs> um, yes, if, if, if anyone is out there in need or any family members, please reach out and uh, let us help you. Yes. And we, again, Yancey and Ashley, we, you guys have touched my heart because I know that you're busy and you're always helping so many people to take time out and to come and to bless our show with your testimony, your heart, your thoughts and the work that you do. We have been truly blessed today. And I want to leave you with this. The love. I love you. The faith is in Christ Jesus and the hope is found in the Lord, our God. May God always richly bless you. Thank you for listening to From Beer to the Bible with host Irvin Lee. To learn more, visit FromBeerToTheBible.com. There you can catch past episode podcasts and find other resources. That's FromBeerToTheBible.com.